Dating as a teenager can come with a lot of excitement, confusion, and even heartache. Navigating this adult space as a kid has been known to leave lasting memories. Some good and some bad. But for some teens, a bad relationship doesn't just end in heartbreak. For the unlucky few, a young relationship can end with murder. My name is Brienne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's two-part episode, we're going to discuss the 2010 killing of Rebecca Aylward, a 15-year-old girl who went to meet up with her on-again, off-again boyfriend, Joshua Davies, and never made it home. This is a case that will remind you that domestic violence can happen at any age, and being a minor doesn't make someone innocent. This is part one. Rebecca Aylward and Joshua Davies were both in their teens while they were dating. On paper, he was a year older than her, but I think that might be more of a technical truth than anything else. At the time of the murder, Davies was 16 years old. The two spent three months dating, and from what I can tell, it seems like the relationship had what you might expect from a young relationship. They seemed to get along well enough, and Rebecca's family even seemed to like Davies, more or less. Their friends knew each other, and they had fun. But there was definitely more to the story. The young couple had their share of fights, and it seems like they kind of fell apart and got back together a few times. I don't know what the nature of these fights are, and I'm honestly not surprised that we don't know. Teens often like to keep their more adult matters private, much to the dismay of their parents. It always strikes me how surprised parents seem when they learn the truth about what was going on with their teen or young adult age child. Growing up, it definitely always seemed like parents only ever found out if something went really wrong. In this case, we do know one thing for certain. The young couple broke up one final time, and... When asked, they gave two different reasons. This detail, I actually believe, is an indicator that the final breakup might have involved some less than pleasant details. If I had to hazard a guess, I would say it was a good chance that something bad happened and they each came up with their own alternate story. This is entirely speculation, so don't take it as a fact, but it isn't often that domestic violence goes zero to murder, right? We might not know everything that happened, but Davies was throwing red flags in the relationship before their final encounter. Police would later uncover that he was, as expected, abusive and controlling. Davies was known to read her diary and then spread rumors about her all around school. He continuously made up stories and then demanded that she play along, including trying to force her to fake a pregnancy. If his nickname, which was Psycho, is anything to go by, I'd say it seems likely that he was known to be problematic across the board. These two teens each told their respective stories, each spending time with their own friends. I don't know much about Rebecca's side, but I do know that in the weeks before her murder, 
Davy started to say some very disturbing things to his friends. Of course, most of us would say that what really made it disturbing was just the fact that he meant it. Following their breakup, Davies began to constantly make jokes about killing Rebecca. And as a person who spent most of their teen years auto-responding with, I will literally kill you and I'm gonna die, I wouldn't say that this is inherently a red flag alone. A lot of kids say stuff like that. But context and the person does matter. I'm sure if you lined up friends, especially young women, and said, okay, your friend said that she's going to murder her ex. What do you do? They would probably all be like, oh, again? I've got you, girl. Let me get my shovel or something, right? There are ways to say things like this as a genuine joke, and that's what Davy's friends thought was going on. He made his jokes, and they laughed. He actively joked, and there are definitely air quotes there now because obviously we now know that he wasn't joking. But he made these comments about how he was going to kill her. One day, he even asked his friend group what they would give him if he did it. Again, these kids all think that he's just messing around, and they offer to buy him breakfast at his favorite restaurant if he does it. And this fake bet is actually why I really disliked a lot of the reporting on this case. With this one, there was just headline after headline about how Davies killed Rebecca for breakfast. And it's so intentionally misleading and clearly designed to just cause a stir, right? But in a way, I also think it's a problem because of how young it makes him seem. I understand that we all do dumb things as kids and we might not fully understand the consequences of our actions, but I think at the point where you murder someone, it's really no longer a question of whether or not you still have that childhood innocence. Davies was not a young man who killed a girl for a free breakfast because he was joking around and made a poor judgment call, right? He was a future killer who was clearly trying to normalize killing her in his mind. He didn't care about breakfast. He just wanted Rebecca dead, and he said that a lot. He even had several plans to see it through. In the days leading up to her murder, Davy started to say some disturbing things. He told one of his friends he might owe him breakfast soon. Later, He told his friends that he and Rebecca were going to hang out in the woods and said that it was almost time. His friends continued to think that he was joking and, like everyone else in the situation, assumed that they were just going to get back together, that it was more teen drama. And that's exactly what Rebecca thought, too. She spent a long time making sure that her makeup was perfect and actually put on a brand new outfit convinced that the two of them were going to get back together and really work things out this time. She had no idea what Davies had planned. She thought that she was heading out for a romantic talk, a chance to rekindle their romance and bring them closer. At this point, they had been broken up for nearly a year. 
in Rebecca's mind, and I'm sure we can all relate at that age, she probably thought that she was different now and that he was different too and things were going to be different, right? She went out to the woods where they agreed to meet, and that's where Davies was lying in wait. He attacked her from behind, and this is a point of interest for the case because based on their physical differences alone, it's clear he really didn't need the added advantage. He actually attempted to snap her neck, and when that didn't work and she started screaming, he grabbed a rock and he bashed her skull in. Later on, he bragged to his friends about it, and he even took one of them to see her body where it was out in the forest. While he was doing this, searches for Rebecca began because she didn't go home. Davies actually went so far as to text Rebecca asking where she was because everyone was worried. This was one of several attempts to throw police off his trail, all of which would ultimately fail. By the end of the investigation, police would know that he actually had planned three different ways to kill Rebecca, and it was very likely that he had already tried once and actually failed. But if you want to know more about Davy's murder plans how he attempted to frame someone else for the killing, or what finally happened when he was convicted, you'll have to hop over to part two. Thanks, guys. <laughs>